Welcome to the What to Look For last half of 2023 conference call. Our host for today's call is Nate Holm. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Later, we will conduct a question and answer session. I would now like to turn the call over to your host. Nate Holm, you may begin. Thank you, Jen. Like our previous conference calls, this one should last about 20 minutes or so. We will have an opportunity for questions at the end of my brief update with an update from Bruce as well. Major stock market indices made significant gains in the first half of the year due to improving inflation, slowing Fed rate hikes, the absence of a recession, a more stable banking sector, a strong rally in the tech stocks. Markets have recovered much of their losses from last year. Interest rates have also been steady after their sharp jump last year, helping bond prices to recover as well. Given the strong year-to-date performance, many investors may be wondering whether this is truly the beginning of a new bull market or instead of a bear market rally. This is a shift from the concerns investors and economists faced at the start of the year when bear markets and recessions were top of mind. We started the second quarter of 2023 right where we ended the first, concerns of the American banking system. At the end of March, Silicon Bank became a household name to the American people. The collapse happened for multiple reasons, including a lack of diversification and a classic run where customers withdrew their deposits simultaneously due to fears of the bank solvency. Even after Silicon Bank, some additional banks struggled and even collapsed, with the Fed raising concerns of additional ones. There was significant concerns that this would be bleed into more banks and cause an American and possibly a global banking crisis. This fear did not come to fruition, as the failures were more limited as well as moves by the Fed helped calm those fears. These troubled banks had FDIC step in to reassure depositors and ultimately were sold to larger banks. Another major news story in the second quarter was the U.S. debt limit increase. The countdown began to see if Congress and the president could work out an agreement before the fear that the U.S. would default on their debt. This spring, my daughter was in a play at her high school called Footloose. So in preparation, she decided to watch the 1984 movie with Kevin Bacon. In the movie, there is a scene where they play chicken with tractors. Like any good chicken race, it comes down to the wire. Congress played chicken with the debt limit, and in the final hours, Congress and the president hammered out a deal. No matter where you fall on the deal, this did one thing for certain. It eliminated the fear and uncertainty for the markets. Leading up to the deal, Bruce and I fielded many questions from clients as to what the impact could be or if we should make any significant moves in our investments. There are always times in the markets and economy that cause us to be fearful. If we were to fall victim to the fear, we would have missed a significant market increase that happened in the month of June. Much of the year's returns came in the month of June. This year's market performance is more evidence that investor sentiment can turn on a dime. The history of a bear market and short-term corrections show that markets can turn around when it's least expected, especially when investors are more pessimistic. 
This was true at the start of the year when few believed markets would ever recover. Just as it was in April 2020, mid-2011, March 2009, October 1987, and so on. Each market downturn was driven by a real event such as a surge in inflation, the pandemic, the U.S. debt downgrade, the global financial crisis, or even Black Monday. However, in every case, investors expected these events to continue to worsen, even as fundamentals and valuations quietly improve. The S&P has now notched three consecutive quarters of strong returns, beginning with the fourth quarter of 2022. This is a 180-degree shift from the bear market returns experienced during the first three quarters of last year, and it's happening at a time when sentiment is still negative. While there is no guarantee that markets will continue on this strong trajectory, it underscores the idea that markets can change direction without notice. Well, the market rally has benefited most investors, not all stocks have participated equally. Under the surface, mega cap stocks have led the way. The largest stocks in the S&P 500 have outpaced the broader index this year. Thus, one investor's concern is whether this year's returns have been distorted by tech returns. Unfortunately, it is a fact that the largest stocks have only grown in importance over the past decade. This is due to the increasing economics of scale due to the technology across the economy. More recently, enthusiasm for artificial intelligence has driven greater gains in these sectors. However, this year's gains in these areas are not only due to these trends. The returns among these companies also represent a rebound from last year when these were the hardest hit stocks as rates were rising and the future looked increasingly bleak. Taking the last two years together, returns are still outsized, but look much more reasonable. One reason for the reversal from last year is that inflation has shown signs of improvement. The headline consumer price index has deaccelerated from a peak of 9.1% a year ago to 4% today. This is primarily due to deflation in energy prices and other categories such as used cars. However, core inflation remains sticky due to shelter prices, but has also started to ease. This trend to be a lagging indicator and should continue to decline over the next year to reflect the stall in price increases. The Fed and economists believe that these prices will improve as rent prices stabilize and new leases are signed. Investors should also maintain perspective of further inflation improvements. At best, both headline and core inflation will likely remain high through much of 2024. In the meantime, it's possible that year-over-year inflation figures will worsen due to the comparison of last year's levels. Since the beginning of 2022, the Fed has hiked rates a total of 5% in an attempt to combat inflation. Recently, in their June meeting, they voted to leave the federal funds rate unchanged for the first time since the tightening began. This was widely expected. The forward guidance of the Fed continues to be very hawkish. 
Improving inflation alongside a strong economy allows the Fed to slow its pace of rate hikes. The size of each increase has deaccelerated over the past year from a peak of 75 basis points or about 0.75% every meeting to perhaps 25 basis points every other meeting. The Fed has made it clear that they are committed to returning inflation to their 2% target by keeping rates higher for longer. Market-based expectations have shifted this year from believing that the Fed will cut rates later this year to kind of agreeing that rates could rise further. The Fed has additional ammo as the steady increase has not drastically caused unemployment to grow. This will give flexibility to the Fed to keep rates higher for a longer time as they wrestle with getting inflation in control. Of all the areas impacted by rising rates and financial instability, commercial real estate is seen as the biggest source of risk among investors. This is not only because commercial real estate has struggled with post-pandemic shifts in office usage and occupancy, but because trillions of dollars in loans will still need to be refinanced in the coming years. Higher interest rates and a tighter lending standards may make this more difficult, creating both liquidity and solvency issues among commercial real estate companies. So far, greater stability in the banking system over the past few months, along with the Fed and government support, have helped to reduce some of these risks. Market participants will continue to watch this sector closely in the months to come. Recent labor reports have shown the economy continues to add jobs at a robust pace, but the trend of jobs gains have been slowing over the past year. We are also seeing an improved labor participation rate among adults aged 25 to 54, having fully recovered to the pre-pandemic level. America's aging demographics continue to place a limit on the labor supply as participation rates for adults over age 55 has still remained depressed. This reflects an aging baby boomer population that has permanently left the workforce. Weekly claims for unemployment have been trending higher to an average of 240,000 in the second quarter compared to 214,000 in 2022. While this modest increase is still indicative of a healthy labor market, claims may begin picking up rapidly if layoff announcements begin more widespread. Employees are also losing confidence in their job prospects, according to the conference board survey. Businesses are also watching their bottom lines and profits as business hiring plans moderate in the recent months. The stronger labor markets give more flexibility to the Fed as they look at getting control of inflation by increasing the interest rate in the future. In less than 16 months, Americans will hit the polls to vote for the next president of the United States and the balance of control in Congress and the Senate. We are beginning to get inundated with the news coverage and will only ramp up as we near the end of 2023. While both parties grapple with who they want to put forth to the American people and to represent their party, questions remain for both. 
How does the economy look as we near November 5th, 2024, will be on most voters' minds. Elections bring with them uncertainty. And like we saw with the debt limit, disagreements on budgets are sure to follow. For the U.S. consumer, the tailwinds of the accumulated excess savings from the pandemic days continue to be drawn down. While spending through the first half of the year has been resilient overall, growth is moderating, and there is an ongoing mix shift towards services like travel, dining out, and live entertainment. The restart of student loan payments later this summer may add a slight headwind. Importantly, households' balance sheets appear to still be on solid footing, with most borrowing mortgages locked in at really low fixed rates. We are also seeing that supply chain issues that peaked in early 2022 have dissipated with lower shipping costs, greater containing, uh, container shipping capacity, and shorter delivery times. Availability for some commodity inputs, semiconductor chips, and components have not fully recovered to pre-pandemic level, but are continuing to improve. The past six months only further underscore the investment principles that long-term investors should follow in order to achieve their financial goals. Focus on time in the markets, not timing the market. This is why it's often better for investors to simply stick to their well-crafted financial plans. By the time investors agree that recovery has begun, significant significant gains have often been missed. This is not to say that downturns aren't painful or that markets only go up. Rather, history shows that it's often better to simply stay invested in appropriately constructed portfolio. In the worst case, investors who try to time the market and focus too much on short-term events completely miss the subsequent market recoveries. It's difficult to predict the direction of the market. It's difficult to know whether particular rallies is sustainable as it's occurring. This is why it's often better for long-term investors to focus on the underlining fundamentals driving the rally, even though markets can swing in either direction over the course of days, weeks, and months. Steady economic growth and improving corporate profitability tend to drive markets higher over the course of quarters, years, and decades. Thus, the importance of the economy re remaining strong cannot be overstated. Only a year ago, the prospect of the Fed achieving a soft landing, that's where inflation would improve without a recession, seemed far-fetched to many. While core inflation remains a problem, the fact that overall consumer prices have shown improvement at a time when unemployment remains at historic lows is positive for the market. If and when corporate earnings begin to pick up, market valuations could become more attractive over time. Finally, there are always reasons to see the glass as half empty, especially with many uncertainties still looming. Today, despite more stability in the financial system, there continues to be challenges in the wake of the bank failures earlier this year, most notably in commercial real estate. While debt ceiling crisis was averted, this can only kick the can down the road closer to the beginning of 2025. The meantime, geopolitical continues to be a problematic as U.S. relationships with China and Russia remain strained. However, 
Experienced investors with a broad perspective on markets know that these are always risks that must be balanced against long-term returns. These risks often feel insurmountable as they are occurring. Only they are in the rearview mirror, investors' concerns often shift to whether the recoveries are sustainable. These back-and-forth swings in investor sentiment are a normal and natural part of markets and are why long-term investors can increase their odds of success by focusing instead on underlining trends. At this time, Jen, we'll give you directions on how to ask questions, and then also Bruce will share some exciting things that are happening here in the office. Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad now. You'll be placed into the queue in the order received. Please be prepared to ask your question when prompted. Once again, if you have a question, please press star 1 on your phone now. Very good, Jen. This is Bruce. And yeah, while uh, people are considering any questions that you might want to ask, just wanted to give you an update on our strategic relationship with Avier. And one of the exciting news is we're moving. And so as I look out our beautiful fifth floor window in the office we've been in for 15 years, I'm going to miss it. But we don't have too far to go. We're just moving down to the second floor this fall. And a lot of that is due to something exciting in working with Avier. They've had kind of a history of pairing wealth management firms like ours with tax planning firms. And my CPA of 15 years, Paul Strott, also recently affiliated with Avier. So we are going to be combining offices down on the second floor in our office building. So we're very excited. We think that that uh, that opportunity to have tax advice for those clients who want it right in-house is very helpful. Uh, we have quite a few clients who have worked with Paul already, so more to come on that. And actually, it looks like we might have another uh, CPA firm uh, joining us at the same time. So that's very exciting. And then also, we'll be incorporating the Avier name in the entire office. And so... Keep on a lookout for this fall. Uh, we'll be sending out an invite. We want to have an open house to have you come in and see our new space. So uh, we're very excited for these developments and look forward to having you join us for uh, an open house this fall. So more to come on that. Any questions that you have coming in, Jen? Uh, there's no questions at this time, but as a reminder to our audience, you may signal to ask a question by pressing star 1 on your phone now. So as we conclude here, if you do have any additional questions, please feel out feel um, you can reach out to Bruce or myself with any of those questions. I know sometimes it's difficult to, to ask a question, especially in a public forum like this. If it's easier to shoot us an email, give us a quick call, uh, definitely do so. You know, because while Bruce and I cannot pick the tops and bottoms of the markets, we can continue to converse with each of you on how the markets impact your long-term goals. So please reach out to us if you have any questions or concerns on how the impacts the markets impact you and your financial goals. Also, if you have any friends, family, coworkers who would like to have a plan, we would love the opportunity to show them how we work with clients and what makes us different. So I really appreciate everybody taking some time here today uh, out of a 
hot uh, Tuesday afternoon, um, but please reach out with any questions. Thanks. And this does conclude today's conference call. Thank you for attending.